Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. Near the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and Amen. The Gospel reading for today is not much different from the Gospel reading from last Sunday. It's almost word for word the same. One is from the Gospel of St. Mark, the other one is the Gospel of St. Matthew. And we hear about the end of times, and we hear about the coming of Christ, the second coming. And the reason I told you last week that the church does this, it's reminding us of the end of the world with the end of the Coptic year and that we have to come to our senses and repent. I told you last week three important things that we have to think about when we are thinking about repentance. The first thing we talked about last week, if you remember, that we cannot separate faith from repentance. In order for me to repent, I have to have faith that they will stand before the God of gods and the Lord of lords and give answer for everything that they have done. We are all going to stand before the throne of Christ and give answer to what we have done, whether good or evil. And we talked about a few examples of how faith has led to the repentance of many. Then the second thing I talked about was the mercy, the mercy of God never fails. And we have to trust in that mercy of God. And then lastly, we talked about fake spirituality. That fake spirituality will not get us anywhere. We could be in the church 24-7. We could be making and doing so many services and running left and right. But if our heart is not in the right place and submissive and obedient and repentant, then it's all nothing. It's all brass or stone. It's a waste of time. It's not going to get us anywhere. So that's why when St. John Chrysostom, if you remember from last week, he said, when you're in the church and the priest said, lift up your heart, you better be saying the truth when you say that our heart is with the Lord. Today, I just want to focus and zoom in on one of the points that I talked about last week. And that point is the infinite, the infiniteness of the mercy of God. God's mercy is infinite. There's no limit to it. And we have to know that. And we have to trust that God will always accept us. God will never turn us back when we come to Him. No matter how messed up we are. God will always accept us as a loving father takes pity on his children like we talked about last week. But in order for me to do this, I want to give you a life example of someone who had it really bad. He lost hope in everything. He reached the stage that most of us in our lifetime will not reach. In our hopelessness. Many of us pray and confess and repent and say, when I'm trying and trying, nothing changing, I give up. God is not listening to me. God is not helping my repentance. But let me give you an example from the Lamentations of Jeremiah. We read this reading on Good Friday in the 12th hour. 
And of course, by the time we're in the 12th hour on Good Friday, we're tired and we're exhausted and nobody pays attention to the beautiful words being hymned by the priest at the time. So let me briefly go over this part and show you how bad it was for Jeremiah and how he was thinking, trusting in God's mercy and faithfulness. As you know, it starts by, I am the man who sees affliction by the rod of your wrath. Who's seeing what? Of course, on Good Friday, we're focusing Christologically. We're talking about Christ going through affliction. But literally, this text, what Jeremiah is saying? Who's seen affliction? Who? Jeremiah, in his time, literally. He is the one seen affliction. He's seen Jerusalem destroyed. He's been preaching for 40 years, telling them, repent, change, repent, change. Nobody changed, nobody repented. The Babylonians came, killed his kinsmen, destroyed the temple, took the stuff out of the temple, and he was left with few people in a city that was burning. He's seen affliction by his own eyes. He feels awful. Surely he has turned his hand against me. Who has turned his hand against whom? Jeremiah is saying, God has turned his hand against me. Yes, Jeremiah is saying that. God, imagine if somebody feels that God's hand is against him. This is a great prophet we're talking about. This is not somebody who's borderline atheist. He feels that the hand of God in that moment in time was turned against him. Time and time again throughout the day. He has ate my flesh and my skin and broken all my bones. He surrounded me with bitterness and woe. God did all these things to Jeremiah in Jeremiah's mind. He feels awful. He sat me in darker places like those who are dead long ago. He's saying as if God buried me dead. That's how he feels internally. He has hedged me in so that I cannot get out. I'm stuck. He has made my chain heavy. Back in the day when a, prison, when a prisoner was dangerous, they didn't have maximum security prisons like we do now, they used to do what? Make their chain too heavy, so they can't run. It's too heavy, it's too heavy for load, they can't go anywhere. So he's saying, as if God made my chain so heavy. That's how awfulness Jeremiah was going through. Even when I cry and shout, he shuts out my prayer. And many of us can relate to this at one point or another. That sometimes we cry and shout, and we feel as if God is not listening. Jeremiah's been praying for his people for 40 years, and the destruction still came. God is not listening in Jeremiah's mind in that point in time. He blocked my ways with stone and made my path crooked. He has been to me a bear lying in wait like a lion in ambush. He feels as if God has ambushed him. Imagine the great prophet felt as if God was like a bear or a lion waiting to ambush him and get him. He has turned aside my ways and torn me in pieces and made me desolate. Listen to this one. He has bent his bow and set me up as a target for the arrow. This is how Jeremiah was feeling, as if Jeremiah is the target and God got his bow and ready to shoot the arrow at him. He felt literally a stage of despair 
that most of us in the repentance will not reach that stage. He has caused the arrows of his quiver to pierce all my loins. And then he talks about he has become a ridicule of his people. He filled me with bitterness. He has broken my teeth with gravel and covered me with ashes. That literally means when you're fighting somebody and they fall down. And then somebody is falling down and the person comes and kicks them when they're down. Jeremiah feels that way. That the gravel kind of got into his mouth. You have moved my soul from peace. I have forgotten peacefulness. And listen to this one. And I said my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. Jeremiah the prophet is saying my strength and my peace have perished from the Lord. If I take this verse and put it on social media and ask you who possibly would have said that. Most of you would say probably somebody atheist. That my hope and my strength have perished from the Lord. I have no hope or strength in the Lord. This is the great prophet Jeremiah. And all of a sudden, when he reaches the darkest moment, everything changes in his mind. He goes and says, remember my affliction, my roaming, the wormwood and the He's telling God, remember me. But he just said, your hope has perished. You have no hope. You have no... You're in complete despair. He said, remember my, my roaming and my affliction. And listen to that verse. That's the verse I want you all to remember. The one on the screen, number 20. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. Once my soul starts to think like this, something strange happens to me. That's what Jeremiah is saying. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. I keep reminding myself of this, therefore I have hope. Through the mercies of the Lord, we are not consumed. Because His compassion never fails. The mercies of God are so infinite that we're not done. This is not the end. His compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The mercies of God are renewed every morning. We have a new account of mercy every single morning from God. We're lucky. We're lucky to remind ourselves that every morning... We have a, a whole new account of mercy from God. They are renewed every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And lastly, verse 24. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. Everything changed. I went from being a target for the arrow. God is after me. To my portion is the Lord. And I hope in Him. You can see this. That most of us will not reach that point in our lifetime. So most of us in whatever state we're in. We should be able to trust much more. In the mercy and the, and the mercy and the faithfulness of God. That His mercy never ends. God is not like us. That's why David said, I fall in the hand of God and not in the hand of man. Because the mercies of the, of the Lord are what? Infinite. Infinite, they're too much. The mercies of God. That's, that's why when you pray in your personal prayer, especially toward the end of the Coptic year, pray with hope and audacity that you trust in God's mercy. Remind yourself of the story of the tax collector we talked about last week. 
and say, have mercy on me, O God, for I am a sinful man, trusting that he's forgiven you already. Remind yourself of the Psalms that tell you that God did not deal with us according to our sins, nor punish us according to our iniquities. Remind yourself of the prayers we say in the liturgical prayer and the Agbeya. In your light we shall see light. Let your mercy come to those who know you, and your righteousness is upright in heart. O Lord, you love the righteous and has mercy on the sinners among whom I am a chief. Like St. Paul. Also in your prayers, remind God of his promises. God asked us to forgive seven times a day. So he said, your brother sins against you, seven times forgive him. And not only seven times, but they say to you what? Seventy-seven times. That's a big number. So tell God, God, you're asking me, the weak person, to forgive seventy-seven times. How much more will you forgive me? Seven thousand, seven times? Seven million, seven times. What's the ratio between me and the righteous? Is it one to a million? Forgive me then. If you ask me the weak to forgive that much, you ought to forgive me the more. And also like St. Paul, whatever sin abounds, grace abounds, abounds much more. Whenever there is sin, the grace of God multiplies much more to cover that sin. We say that the priest says that in every liturgy inaudibly. You don't hear him when he's saying it, but he literally says... For when, mercy, for when sins multiply, your grace abounds much more. Abounds much more. Also tell God, you said that the righteous man falls seven times a day. If I fall 700 times a day, raise me up. Raise me up. Let this couple of days, today and tomorrow, be geared towards seeking God's mercy and true change and repentance. Also remember that Christ, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings said, unless you forgive from all your heart, you will not be forgiven. So you'd be really silly if you're letting anything in your heart keep you from gaining the forgiveness of sins. St. John Chrysostom talking to, it seemed from the homily, to a bunch of the fathers, men, he told them, and this is in the 4th century, he told them, have you taught your sons and daughters, have you did this at home, have you taught your sons and daughters that those who remember injury from others, like if somebody did something to me, and I still remember it, I cannot let it go, will never inherit the kingdom of God? St. John Chrysostom, did you teach your kids that at home? That when you remember things that people did to you and you hold on to it, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Did you teach your children? He continues. If you don't forgive from all your heart, you will not be forgiven. You will not be forgiven. We have to take this very seriously. Because when we forgive, we will be forgiven. Because the grace of God will abound much, much more. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.